0: Hello, Happy New Year, and welcome to episode number 332 of Smart Podcast, Trashy Books. I'm Sarah Wendell from Smart Bitches, Trashy Books, and with me today are Amanda, Elise, redheaded girl, and Carrie. We are gathering for the second part of our end of year episode. We're going to look ahead to 2019. We talk about what we want to see more of in our reading and what we're looking forward to most, including books, comics, TV shows, and more. Among the things we mention in our wish list: catharsis, humor, hopefulness, smuggling, glorious sci-fi romance, alpha heroines, and warriors. And then we talk about what books we are most excited about in 2019. Prepare for a lot of book mentions and the possibility of more titles being added to your TBR. Don't worry. We will put all of the books in the show notes, and we're sorry, sort of, in advance. But what about you? What books are you looking forward to most? What is on your wish list this year? We want to know. You should totally tell us. You can email us at sbjpodcast at gmail.com, or you can leave a message at one two zero one three seven one three two seven two. 371 3272 Tell us what you're looking forward to, what book you're anticipating most, or just tell me a terrible joke. You know how much I love those. Either way, we love hearing from you. This podcast episode is brought to you by everyone who has supported the podcast Patreon. If you have supported the show with a monthly pledge of any amount, thank you very, very much. You are helping me make sure the show continues. You are helping me transcribe every episode and you're making every episode accessible to everyone, which is very important to me and the many readers and listeners who enjoy the podcast. So thank you. If you would like to join the Patreon community, Have a look at patreon.com slash smartbitches. That's patreon.com slash smartbitches. Monthly pledges start at $1 per month, and you will be part of the group who not only keeps the show going, but also helps me develop questions and suggests guests for new episodes as well. You can have a peek again at patreon.com slash smartbitches. And are there other ways to support the podcast that you love? Absolutely. Leave a review wherever you listen, especially if you listen on Apple Podcasts or Google Play, Stitcher, uh, Pocket Casts. There's another one I'm thinking of that is a podcatcher that is popular. Google Podcasts. I think Podbean went out of business. There used to be one called Podcast Pickle. Either way, however you listen, if you leave a review, that helps other people find the show. Thank you very, very much for listening. I'm honored to be in the new year with you. The transcript for this episode will be hand compiled and personally crafted by Garlic Knitter. Thank you, Garlic Knitter. Happy New Year. If you would like to find out about sponsoring an episode or a transcript, you can email me at sarah at trashybooks.com For 2019, not only can you sponsor an episode or a month of episodes of the show, but you can book an intro only or outro only mention. We have a lot of options, a lot of price ranges. And just like the advertising at Smart Bitches, I want the options to be accessible to everyone. So if you're curious, if you have a book coming out this year, if you have a sale to promote, you want to tell the entire internet about the things you love, please let me know. Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, at h @ smartpitches/books.com I have a compliment. This makes my year so much better. To Jenny C. Whenever a baker develops a new pastry design or technique you are part of the inspiration for it every time, especially the ones that end up going viral online. If you would like a compliment, they are one of the reward tiers at Patreon, patreon.com smartbitches. Have a peek. Take a look. I love doing compliments, so, you know, don't be shy. After the show... I will have information about the music you are listening to, and I will have a preview of what is coming up on Smart Bitches. And I will, of course, end with a truly terrible joke. This one was listener submitted because you are all the greatest. I will also have links in the show notes about all of the things that we talk about. And of course, all of the books that we mention in this episode, I will warn you, there are a lot. It's, it's quite a list. I'm I added a lot of things to my TBR after we recorded this episode. Every one of us is a dangerous person to know, I swear. But let's not delay any further. It's a new year. Let us start talking about all the things that we are looking forward to. On with the podcast. All right, are you ready to talk about 2019?
1: hi guys all right hi carrie. Hey, carrie how you doing Hi, i just got on your timing is I... impeccable
0: yeah we're just about to start talking about our 2019 uh, things we're looking forward to awesome and what we want more of cool so do you want to go first and talk about what uh what you want in 2019 and what you were looking forward to are there any specific books that you like have on your list
2: Let's see. Um, I cannot think uh, if I in, in the like two minutes I can tell you what books I have on my list because I'll look at my calendar and see what's coming up. Um, but um, uh, I do know that in general, um, I would like more diversity in general, and specifically, I would like to see um, across genre more characters with disability. Um, I feel like we are making some strides in terms of LGBTQIA representation. And I feel like we're making some strides in terms of um, race and ethnicity. But I still don't see very many disabled characters. Um, And I also, in historicals, would like to see more class diversity. I, I, I don't need more Dukes. I've read about a lot of Dukes. I think we could branch out. and I'd like to, see, <laughs> Yes, there's other people. And I also would love to see more historicals that take advantage of different historical periods than the Regency and Victorian England, even though I love those, I will never stop reading my English Regencies and my English Victorians, but you know, there is more than one country and, um, even more than two because if they're not in england they're in america and um there's also more than two time periods in history and i think that we could you know explore those and tell some news i know it's crazy right
0: that's just astonishing
2: So that is, I would say that's my big wish list. And then I'm looking for the same things really in 2019 that I looked for in 2018, which is a lot of humor, a lot of catharsis, like emotional catharsis, and um, some sort of hopeful quality. It doesn't have to have, well, if it's romance, it has to have a happy ending. If it's a different genre, because you guys know I read like every possible genre I can find. It doesn't always have to have a happy ending if that's not appropriate for the genre and the story, but I want it to have some sort of hopeful quality, not just, and then everybody died. And depressing, you know, give me some. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I did notice this year that you were really exploring more inspirational romances and romances that are published by, houses that specialize in, um, both contemporary Christian and inspirational historicals, which I found really interesting, but I also understand why, because there's women doing neat stuff in a lot of those books.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, um, I'm an atheist. I'm actually, technically I'm a, uh, but that's like hard to explain. It basically means I'm a very hippie atheist, um, uh, <laughs> I... You could pry my crystals out of my skeptical hands cuz they're pretty. <laughs> okay, they're pretty.
0: I understand. And you know what's nice? Quartz always stays cool. So if it's hot and you wear quartz, it's cool. I
2: know, right? So, yeah. So um so I never set out to read inspirationals and um uh, but my library happens to have a lot of them and I kept picking them up without realizing they were inspirationals because they would have some story that didn't involve a Duke and they would have some story that didn't involve the exact same plot. I had picked up 14 other times. So it's not really so much that I'm super into inspirationals per se, as that I will read anything as long as it gives me some kind of, uh, new plots and characters and stories. Um, And the ones that I've been reading are very, very minimal on the inspirational side of things, and they don't have any um, overt uh, discrimination or evangelizing quality. So I do feel proselytizing. Thank you. Thank you.
0: There you go. No problem.
2: What are words? Um, so I do feel fairly comfortable <laughs> reading them. But yeah, it is. It is funny. I never would have Googled inspirational romances. I just kept picking up these books and then like halfway through, I'd look at the back and I go, oh, huh. It's yeah. inspirational.
0: I was saying earlier that this year I have spent a lot of time reading historical mysteries that feature women, and I realized that a number of them were set in time periods that I don't read a lot about. The Reese Bowen Lady Spina series is set in – is it the teens or the 20s, I think – There's another series that I started um, called the Kate Shackleton series, which is about a woman who was widowed in world war one and worked as a nurse in the voluntary aid detachment and is now back in her small town, um, you know, solving crime because that's what happens in a mystery series. But the idea that she is independent is an issue for her family. Like they want her to move home because she's a widow and they want her to get married again. And she's like, actually, no, this is pretty great. I like this. And she drives her own car, which is like completely scandalous. I love these ideas. I love the idea of reading about women in historical periods that I'm not used to reading, seeing how they struggled against the same things that, that we deal with. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yep. So what are you looking forward to in 2019 that you really enjoyed this year? I know you mentioned that you really liked some of the books that were set in the 60s.
2: Oh yeah, so I don't know if any are are coming up in the future, but the Fly Me to the Moon series has a whole series about the space race in the early '60s. And again, I was drawn to that because, well, nerds. I mean, if if nerds right. are in it, I'm going to read it. We're all clear on that. But also the um the different uh, uh historical period. Uh, yeah. A lot of the new releases coming out. I'm looking through my calendar to see like what I've highlighted. Ooh, there's so so there's some really good comic stuff coming out. Like um, Paper Girls um, Volume Five is coming out in on December 11th. If anyone still wants to get me anything for Christmas, and um, <laughs> uh, Sleepless Volume Two, Sleepless is a really really awesome comic. Um, that uh, And the, the sec- it's supposed to be a two-volume set. And then they're going to wrap up the story in volume two. And volume two comes out March 19th. So, of course, I'm mad to read it. And I was going to review volume one. And then I was like, oh, I'm just going to wait for volume two. So you can expect, like, this. I'm sure that unless something goes com- completely bizarre in volume two, you'll get, like, this incredibly squeeing review where I go on and on. Those, those are like kind of some big, a lot of comic stuff coming up that I'm excited about.
0: It has been a very good time for comics, hasn't it?
2: It really has. Yeah. And
0: You're very lucky. The
2: The smaller, so the big houses, I feel like Marvel and DC kind of go one step forward, two steps back. But the smaller houses, um, Boom and IDW and Image and, you know, those, 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 um, the smaller publishing houses have been taking a lot of chances and just really producing some really cool, um, diverse stuff. Then some of it's funny and some of it's horror and some of it's romance and some of it's like, Oh, super not. But it's all like, there's just like a lot of inventive things happening that, um, make me super happy.
0: Yeah. One of my discoveries this year was web comics that I have started following and backing Patreons. I cannot get enough of Lore Olympus on Webtoons. We're giving up updates on Sundays. I get really excited. I'm like, no one talked to me. This is my minute. Like, I love discovering all of these remixes of mythology and recasting of mythology. It's terrific, isn't it?
2: Yeah. I, it. I haven't read that when I do kind of steer away from web comics because I'm sort of obsessive So, once I find a webcomic, if it has any back issues, I have to read all of them right that minute. And in the past, that has had some negative consequences. Like, Mm. you know, I'll come out, like, I'll surface three days later, and it's like, look at your life, look at your choices. (laughs) And I'm like, I regret nothing, but, um, there's like no food in the house. (laughs) Yeah.
0: They're easy to get obsessive about. Yeah.
2: Um, but what I hear, I know my husband follows a bunch of them and there's just some really cool stuff going on.
0: I read one this year called, I think it's outside the circle or beyond the circle. And it was, I want to make sure I got this right. Um, and it was a webcomic about two gay men in really, really rural Finland. Excuse me, Life Outside the Circle by H.P. Lekonen. Lekonen, I could be saying that wrong. But it was, a, it was a gay romance about these two men in very, very, very rural Finland about how outside of the circle around um, Helsinki, there's not a lot of people living there and the prejudice that they deal with and the art is adorable and I just had, like you, I was like, okay um wow, that was two hours what, what what happened today? I missed a lot of things. They're really easy to deep dive into.
2: And I don't know if we're covering like TV at all but apparently I am and um I, I can't wait for a new season of Killing Eve. I don't know when we're going to get it so I can't tell you but um I breathlessly await it and um, I also like good new good place is always good to have and I'm super excited about that and I think sometime in 2019 we're going to get more of the Expanse and I'm very very obsessed with the Expanse I think my obsession with the Expanse is maybe getting a little creepy actually <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm like way obsessed
3: with it so I'm I'm definitely looking forward to that. The Expanse is worth watching just for Christian's outfits <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously! Oh my god, yes! It's on the the costume department. Like they are just having fun. Her clothing is so amazing.
0: I am so excited for the return of Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yes, not only because it's wonderful, because it was, but it's it's one of the best television romances that I have watched in a really really long time. And there's a couple of them, but. I am so excited for that show to come back. Like, I rewatched the whole thing earlier this year and it was incredibly enjoyable. It was like rereading a favorite book. I am so excited that it's coming back, which is weird because I usually don't get that into TV. At least, what are you looking forward to in 2019 and what do you want more of?
3: So, I want more like bubbly, happy, tropey, romantic comedies. I want. Friends to lovers, enemies to lovers, fake dating, fake marriage. Like, give me all of the tropes. All of the tropes in one book. That's what I want. So I want to be happy and no no angst. Um, this year, my reading really, really shifted away from historicals into contemporary romance. And I'm, I think, looking for um, a little more escapism there. And um, I read a book recently. I think I reviewed it for the site by Lindsay Kelk called One in a Million, where it's kind of straddled this line between chick lit and romance. And I really, really enjoyed it. And I'd like to see, I think, a little bit more of that where there was a really great romance arc and I loved the main characters, but it was also really focused on um, kind of a young woman developing her career and you know her relationships with her friends. It was very, very immersive and I enjoyed it a lot. So, I'm looking forward to that specifically. I cannot wait for the next two books in Lucy Parker's Act Like It series or, sorry, London Celebrities. (gasps) So, yes, I know. The next heroine. I'm so excited. So, the next one is the Austin Playbook that comes out in April. And then there's the unnamed book that she wrote specifically for me because she climbed into my brain and found all of the things that I want. Um, And it's about. It's about two actors who play, like, a crime-solving duo on TV, and they have a lot of chemistry. And so the public and tabloids are always speculating, like, are they, aren't they? And they really, really play that up for publicity. And then they take it too far and get married. And that is, that's so much Elise catnip, right there.
0: Yeah, that is a lot of your catnip,
3: isn't it? I want that book... I, right now like there's no title there's no publication date I stalk her on Twitter because I'm hoping so they're like oh we switched things around and it's coming out in February um I'm so excited for that book I need to know when it's coming out so I can plan a sick day
0: you saw the preview of those two characters in the in the last book right
3: I haven't read the last book yet I'm pacing myself
0: oh there's a little there's a little oh. sneak peek of those two and it's so good
3: so I'm looking forward to that. And then there's a couple books coming out early 2019 that I'm excited for. Um, one is called the, o- the Au Pair. That's a psychological thriller. It's about a woman who uh, her mother committed suicide the day she and her brother were born. And as her ah. father passes, she is cleaning out uh, his house and finds uh, all these photographs of an au pair and another child that, Looks like maybe they had a sibling she didn't know about, and um, raises all kinds of questions. And then um, I am also really looking forward to Kate Quinn's *The Huntress*, which is coming out in January.
0: So you want bubbly, tropey comedy and, and books and that are going to
3: super fucked up
0: and books that are going to scare up, the hell yeah, out of yeah. you? Okay, yeah, sure, that makes sense.
3: But *The Huntress* sounds really good too because that is it's historical fiction about a former uh, Soviet. Um, bomber pilot she was one of the they called them the night witches
0: yeah and
3: teams up with an english journalist to find a nazi um uh, uh, someone who committed nazi war crimes who's now living in america under an assumed name oh my it sounds intense but i i think it, it could be really really good
0: Right ahead of the girl. I know you mentioned two books that are coming out in twenty nineteen. Is there anything yes. else that you want to mention that you want, or you're looking forward to, or you would like to, to you know, to, to place into the universe and make demands at this time?
1: Um, yeah. So Julianne Long is going back to writing historicals.
0: I saw this,
1: and Lady Daring takes a lover is delightful, and I can't wait to talk to everybody about it because it starts off with the heroine having like literally just been widowed like yesterday and her husband left her with literally nothing but a building on the waterfront. And her husband's mistress is like, what do you mean he left me with nothing? And they team up and it's awesome. (laughs) Oh my. And the hero is um, in the Navy. He started off as, as a cabin boy and worked his way up so he is not gentry in any way shape or form mm-hmm. and he's also one of the dudes who is supposed to stop smugglers and we've had a lot of books where the smugglers are the hero or the heroine that happens too yeah. um, so flipping it and having the guy trying to stop the smugglers as the hero is also kind of fun but really it's It was just so well done and the hero I imagined him as Tom Hardy and it made my brain happy.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, why wouldn't
3: it?
1: Yeah. So it was really, really good and I can't wait to tell everybody about it. Um, Also coming in March of 2019 is Captain Marvel.
0: I have heard that this is a thing that is going to happen. Yes. The uh, the trailer has been played repeatedly in my house.
1: Yes. yes. That should be
0: making you very happy.
1: I am not going to lie. The first time I saw the trailer on a movie screen, yeah. I cried. Aww. And I was there to see Venom of all. Th- like I'm here to see Venom and I'm crying now. This is
0: <laughs> How how did you like Venom?
1: I've liked Venom a lot. It's I mean, Michelle Williams and her horrible wig. You can take your leave. But the rom-com between Venom and Eddie, is very funny.
0: I love that for the DVD release, the trailer was recut. So it looks like it's a rom-com. Like they're yeah. deliberately engaging with that. I'm like, oh, that was yeah. really smart. It's, was like, it's,
1: it. a, it's either a rom-com or literally the worst roommate ever. <laughs> or both. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so as a comic book movie, yeah. Yeah. As a rom-com adorable. Yeah.
0: I think I might need to have that. I I might need to see that when it comes to my television set. Yeah. That sounds fun.
1: Yeah. Also everybody go see the favorite. It's the best movie I saw of 2018. Whoa. Really? Really?
0: Oh, brilliant. That good, yeah. huh?
1: That good. There are men in it, I guess. They don't matter.
0: <laughs> they're there. Like, they're, with their, they're there. Their, their they, like don't, they don't really
1: matter. Mm. They don't really matter. But like, it's so pretty. And it's so stylized. And it's so unapologetically. You cannot deny that these women were fucking. You cannot deny. It. There's no pretense of, well, maybe we'll fade to black. And you can use your imagination. No, they fucking. it. <laughs> they fucking. at one point the line i like how her tongue goes into my cunt is uttered. is uttered
0: well there's that's really not very ambiguous at all
1: no, no no it's
0: not not ambiguous
1: it's great it's so pretty
0: yeah i i shared an email with you earlier today from a, a reader who was like it's so angry and fierce and queer i love it i'm like okay yeah. yes excellent
3: I can tell you that I'm not looking forward to Aquaman now that I know about Jason Momoa ripping pages out of Amber Heard's book.
0: Poor Amber Heard, girl needs to
3: get like a year on an
0: island with no men,
3: right? He tore the last ten pages out. Like that's the meanest thing I can think of. So I was going to see that movie, and I'm not now. I'm angry on behalf of her book. Okay, fair enough. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Amanda, what would you like to talk about for 2019?
4: <laughs> um we can start with the the books I'm looking forward to. There there are six and this is only January to May. So, January. I only
0: have January to April and I and I have a similar number. So I am <laughs> so I
4: am here for your list, bring it. Okay. Um So it'll come as a surprise to no one, the first two books, January, um, January 1st, Night Chaser by Amanda Boucher. I think I've talked about it on the podcast. We recorded Monday and several ones before that. It's sci-fi romance and then continuing with sci-fi romance, Polaris Rising, which is in February. Very excited about that. Um... In general, I just want more sci-fi romance in my life, and I'm happy to start the year off with two of them. And then, what, Sarah?
0: This is going to be a real palate cleanser from Space Missages. going
4: to say, here's hoping. Fingers
0: crossed. Scrub your whole brain cells <laughs> out and be like, whoa, what was this glorious thing that I have introduced to my eyeballs?
4: And then March, I have a feeling this is on Sarah's list as well. It's Burnout. Um, it's nonfiction about like women and stress, and I'm so looking forward to it. I believe Sarah just got a copy in the mail, and I for a brief second thought about murdering her <laughs> and taking. <it. laughs> and I also wanna mention that anytime Sarah sends something in the mail, mm-hmm. she always includes candy. And it's great. Yes. <laughs> There's like a lot of candy in my it's house. Always-
0: Always candy. Although the last one I sent you, Stroop waffles.
4: Well, I, I ate it. It was like, <laughs> it was very cold. So they were pretty much frozen solid. But yep. I still like immediately opened them and was like <laughs> gnawing at them, trying to chip them off. Because <laughs> I was just, I'm on like a low carb diet and I will take whatever I can get, especially if like <laughs> squirreled through the mail.
0: Yeah, it's it. It's, if you eat it on the porch, it doesn't count, right?
4: <laughs> I'm technically not in the house. Yeah, course. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, April has two releases one is Wicked Saints by Emily Duncan, which is like a gothic horror YA novel that I'm so excited for. And then I also have this one pre ordered, which is Storm of Locusts by Rebecca Roanhorse. I review this one for the site. It was amazing. It's urban fantasy with Native American mythology. The heroine is such a badass, and I'm so excited to see what happens next in the second book. And then May, we've already talked about this, but The Bride Test comes out, and I want to say The Bride Test is the one I'm looking forward to the most out of these six, and I have to wait until May. That is hard. I'm sorry. It's fine.
1: It's fine. Is it though?
0: Fine. Yeah. No. I'll well, manage. it has to be. I mean, you might get it early.
4: Benefits Fingers crossed.
0: Fingers crossed. Um. So I, I, I do have a list. On my list is burnout. The Secret to Unlocking the Stress Cycle. And this is by Emily Nagoski, who has been a podcast guest and also wrote Come As You Are, which is all about female Mm -hmm. orgasm. But she wrote this book with her sister, Amelia. Um, I believe they are identical twins. And they write about how women experience burnout, stress, and how to break the cycle of stress so that you don't burn yourself out. And it talks about body image and biological stress and Um, there's one section of the cover copy that talks about the monitor of your brain that regulates the emotion of frustration. And I'm ready to like deep dive in that chapter. Like I can just skip right to that one. That sounds amazing. That is coming out in March. um, And I am extremely excited to read that because Come As You Are was, I mean, Amanda, you read that too. It was a really good book. It's
4: also like a book that if I'm struggling on like what to give my friends for like their birthdays or Christmas. Like I have gifted this book to so many people.
0: It's a great gift book to, for women friends yeah. too. So on my list in terms of uh, release date in early February, the matchmakers list by Sonia Lolly is coming out. This is about a woman in a very tight knit Indian family. And her grandmother is playing matchmaker. And she has to balance family and pressure and her grandmother and the matchmaker and all of these dudes who keep showing up. And I'm so curious about this book because I've heard from folks who've worked on it that it is super charming. And I do like charming. And I'm really looking forward to The Right Swipe by Alicia Rye. That comes out in July. So that's a long wait. But we did the cover reveal. And I'm never really like, oh, yes, the cover makes me want to read it. I'm also never like the cover. Well, I'm never reading that book with that cover. But the cover made me super curious about it. I'm really, really looking forward to that one. And I get to hear a little bit about the behind the scenes of the writing of the book. So I am very spoiled. This is something of like a a personal recommendation, too. There is a book coming out in January by Jordana Max Brodsky. She wrote the... um, immortal series where there were Greek gods who were still alive, but they were much weaker because no one worshiped them. Her new book is called The Wolf in the Whale, and it is set in 1000 AD, and there's an Inuit shaman and a Viking warrior who have to become uh, allies because there is a war between their people, plus gods get involved, and it's very messy, and I am super into this idea I think this sounds amazing and I've, I've I've read a lot of like oh this is really good oh this is amazing we should read this I'm very curious about this one um also there's not a lot of Arctic fantasy there's not a lot of that so do you do you guys remember the sorcerer to the crown yes. by Zen Cho do you remember yeah. reading that
4: book there? red cover with a dragon
0: yes the co- this the sequel is coming out and it's called the true queen and that is coming out in march
4: isn't I the cover like isn't it like markedly yeah. different
0: it's than- very different so yeah. the Sorcerer of the crown had that sort of um it is cat running time excuse me i don't know if you can hear this but there's thundering cats so the sorcerer of the crown had this sort of red dragon um in the background and then the text was yellow the true queen looks like a fairy tale it almost looks like a chalkboard drawing of like light blue and teal and pink on a blue background it looks very different from the previous book but I still really want to read it looks amazing a dangerous collaboration by Diana Rayborn comes out in March that's in the Veronica Speedwell series historical mysteries women kicking ass general awesomeness I like that one when We Left Cuba by Chanel Clayton. The first book I really liked, but this this is the book about the sister who I thought was the most interesting character. So I'm very curious to read about Beatrice and um, When We Left Cuba. And then on a super personal, a super personal note that I'm looking forward to, uh, Getting Hot with the Scot by Melanie Johnson is coming out in April. And Way, way, way back in 2014, I was a guest at the Chicago North Spring Fling conference, and she met me for breakfast, and she knew nothing about RWA, and she wasn't involved at all, but she kind of thought she wanted to be a romance writer, and she wasn't really sure, and I was like, well, you should look at this chapter, because they just threw a pretty great conference, and they seem to know what the hell they're doing, and since then, she has planned the conference, run the chapter, and is now releasing three books back to back, and I'm just like, I'm so excited, like, it's so cool to see somebody be like, yes, I'm doing this, and then they do it, it's the best. As far as what I want, I want more romantic mysteries and I want more ferocious women who don't give a fuck. And I want alpha women. That's what I would like, please. Why not? Right.
4: Yeah. Let's do it.
0: Yeah. Alpha women. I'm here for it. Yeah. 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 I'm going to make this my ringtone. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's saying, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Anyone else have anything they want to add for 2019 general wishes for the universe?
3: There's two um, true crime books coming out that, so I just said like, oh I want happy bubbly shit, but now I'm looking at my yeah. now I'm looking at my Goodreads Want to Read and it's just despair. Um Make up your will... damn mind, Elise. <laughs> no, I'm I'm really interested in them because they re examine two famous historical crimes. One is the five, and it's actually about the lives of uh, Jack the Ripper's victims. So instead of looking at kind of him as the main character of that story, they are really doing a deep dive into um, his victimology, which I think is really interesting. And they talk about how assumptions and social prejudice really um, influenced that case. And then there's another book that is called The Trial of Lizzie Borden, which, again, is an examination of what really happened there and how her trial became a media circus and she became this kind of cult historical figure. But it talks a lot more about what... uh, what may have actually happened. Oh, wow. So I'm looking forward to those.
0: Yeah. That sounds like your catnip.
3: Totally. My catnip. I have something
4: coming up in 2019. Well, two things that are very related. I will be running a read along book club on the smart pitches. Goodreads starting in 2019. We have like the poll up now. And as of right now, there's one ahead by three votes. It's been literally tied for about four days, and now one has pulled ahead by three. I'm not going to divulge which one. And then I will also be starting a romance book club at my local bookstore in Cambridge, Massachusetts, and I am so excited. It looks like the first book is going to be, I think it's Never Seduce a Scoundrel by Sabrina Jeffries. Um, So that'll be interesting. I'm very excited to start that. And I'm so happy that like I've been around to see the evolution of Porter Square Books carrying romance. So I'm so happy to be doing this.
0: That's amazing. You're going to be so good at that too, Amanda. Tell me again, the name of the bookstore and where
4: it is. So the bookstore is Porter square books and it's in mm-hmm. Cambridge. So it's a little outside of Boston.
0: I you're going to put this on the website, right? Yes. We're going to like hose it down
3: <laughs> get it real wet. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> Isn't that what you meant by hose yes. it down?
4: No, <laughs>
3: <laughs> I uh, don't like I that. I am not looking forward to the bachelor starting in January. Uh, Oh no. Full <laughs> disclosure, so this season the guy's a virgin
1: and oh, I no. don't think Oh the, that's right.
3: Yeah, I don't think the bachelor is really doing any work on examining our heteronormative uh concepts of virginity. So I just assume what they mean is he has not put his penis in a vagina, right? But we're gonna have to talk about that every five fucking minutes. And the Paradise Fires tried to burn down the Bachelor Mansion. They failed. Damn it. Um, so it's still, it's still standing.
2: Oh my god. Paradise Fires, you had one job.
3: You one fucking job.
2: I, nothing
1: is left. How could it be that? Nothing else is left. One job. And it couldn't have been so- that hard. That house is wow. soaked in booze.
3: Soaked. Right
0: throw pillows
3: right so yeah (laughs) it's the power of the rose god uh dark and terrible (laughs) um, fuck him what is the rose god
0: gonna do with a virgin i'm sure
3: like somehow this is a more delicious sacrifice um and the previews for this legitimately show him at one point freaking out and jumping a fence to run away. But in the mo- most, like, bachelor moment ever, the fence he jumps, the gate opens from the inside. So he could have just, like, opened it and walked through, like, a normal fucking human I It's just, it's going to be real bad. It's going to be real bad.
0: Oh, my. Yeah. Um, do you have, you have enough uh, Kraken? Right? Well, I'm
3: gonna have to go get some. I mean, I don't have enough to last me the whole season, and I'm officially at like, right? I'm officially, at like one mixed drink fucks me up years old. So it's uh, it's gonna it's gonna be some pretty brutal Tuesdays, is what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, uh, is it is it wrong that I'm kind of looking forward to the recaps? No, I mean, because that's gonna be
2: delightful. I mean,
3: I'm doing this. This is like my my servant's heart. I'm reaching out to the romance community. I'm taking this bullet for you guys. Um, (laughs) It's cathartic too. But it's going to be real bad. And
4: I swear to God, Elise, you are not allowed to go (laughs) on vacation while this is running. I need a solemn promise right (laughs) now.
3: You guys only had to do like one episode. I've done what, like this will be my fourth season, I think. Yeah,
4: I am not I am not built for this.
3: <laughs>
4: it was just too much, huh? Yeah, you should have heard when Sarah and I both realized that wait a minute, it's, <laughs> it's 2 it's too hours. <laughs> I'm too old to stay up that late. It was awful.
0: Yeah, it was it was a service that you performed that we appreciate after having tried to do it and not doing so well. And I think we had a shared Google document. And I think I typed what is happening like (laughs) 70 times. Like I am not the audience for The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. And I fully know that. I know this is not my thing, but I really didn't understand what the hell was going
3: on. It's almost more fun to if you watch it, you have to have Twitter up and be following that hashtag because there are people who just hate (laughs) it. And all they do is post GIFs. Right, like there's no actual commentary. It's just as things are happening, gifts are showing up. And it's it's pretty amazing.
0: Well, happy new year, you guys, and thank you for another wonderful year.
4: Happy, happy yeah. New Year.
0: And that brings us to the end of the first episode of twenty nineteen. Thank you so much to Elise, Amanda, Redheaded Girl, and Carrie for hanging out and talking about books. We would very much like to know what books are you looking forward to in 2019? What's on your wish list? What is on your shopping cart or in your shopping cart? Is it it's online, but in your shopping cart. Either way, wherever you have your list of books that you want, would you tell us what's on it? Because we love to know. You can email me at sbjpodcast at gmail.com, or you can leave a voicemail at one two zero one three seven one three two seven two. 371 3272 You can ask questions. You can tell us what is on your year-long TBR. You can make requests for recommendations, or you can tell me a terrible joke. You do know how much I love those. Either way, please do get in touch because we love to hear from you. This podcast episode is brought to you by everyone who has supported our Patreon. Thank you to every one of you. If you have supported the show with a monthly pledge of any amount... You are helping me ensure that every episode is transcribed and you keep the show going each week. You're making every episode accessible as well, so thank you on behalf of all of the people who read and listen to the podcast. If you would like to join the Patreon community, it would be most excellent if you did. Have a look at patreon.com slash smartbitches. Monthly pledges begin at one whole dollar per month and you will be supporting this show and you'll be part of the group who helps me develop questions and suggest guests and sometimes gets really goofy outtakes like when all of the animals make noise at once have a look at patreoncom bitches and i hope you will join us the transcript of this episode is brought to you by the new sponsorship options for this podcast for 2019 you can sponsor an episode a month of episodes the intro only or the outro only so if you have a book coming out keep us in mind if you'd like more information you can email me at sarah, S-A-R-A-H, at com. The music you are listening to is provided by Sassy Outwater. Thank you, Sassy. This is Adeste Fiddles from Deviations Project. This is God Rest You, mary Gentlemen. You can find this album at Amazon, and you can find Deviations Project at deviationsproject.com. Coming up this week on Smart Bitches. We have Outlander recaps continuing with GIFs, analysis, and a lot of tricorn hats. Lots of hats. Plus, we have a post on how to organize your own book retreat weekend with your friends. Amanda has done this for two years now, and she is sharing how she and her friends pull it off every year. We also have a new edition of Cover Awe, and on Tuesday, a massive, epic, holy crow, incredible giveaway for an arc that you are really going to want to see Seriously, this is a very big giveaway. Please come by and have a peek. And of course, we will have reviews, books on sale, and help a bitch out. So thank you in advance for coming to hang out with us. This week's terrible joke is from Colleen. Before I get to the joke, I want to remind you, all of the books that we talked about will be in the show notes along with the links that we mentioned. But I know you're really here for this terrible joke, and this is really terrible. Really, I love it. This is from Colleen, who wrote a seasonal bad joke for Sarah warms my terrible heart. How does good King Wenceslas like his pizza? Give up? How does good King Wenceslas like his pizza? Deep and crisp and even. <laughs> I told that I told that to my family and my husband was like really mad that he didn't guess the punchline. <laughs> I also have a recipe for deep dish pizza and a cast iron skillet. And I think I might have to change the recipe title to Wenceslas pizza because it is deep and crisp and even. It's a really good recipe. <laughs> Thank you, Colleen. On behalf of Amanda, Elise, Redheaded Girl, Carrie, all of my pets, all of their pets and myself, we wish you a very happy new year. Have a wonderful week with the very best of reading and we'll see you here next week.